Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Flint, you hear Bort in your mind very quietly say, So, I think we might have got off on the wrong foot. Well, we were kind of thrust together. Thea, you got the Book of the Druid. Something inside of you suddenly clicks. And you get it. Both you, Thea, and Nulara feel waves of energy from the world. Now suddenly darker. Tibby, Tibby, and this is Salazar. Um, where where have you guys been? We like transported to some different place and uh, now Flint has another dude in his head. Also, we were gone for three weeks and now Tibby's gone too and an evil army is taking over a town. So where are you at? You guys just kind of make danger up as you go, don't you? It just kind of follows you around. Pretty much entirety of Faerun is falling apart. A, we can't fight a thousand army members. And B, we don't want to kill all those people. So if there's a way that we can save them. Absolutely. I'll get them started on, on researching Thelonious and get you guys some armor for the other members of the army. We got to head to these tunnels, you guys. I say no waiting, only murder. And we skip gleefully towards the tunnel and our task of murder. Whistling a nice murdering tune. (laughs) Exactly. And now you're back down in the tunnels. You hear somewhere very faint within the tunnels, a very consistent thud. And there's a final staircase that goes down and the thudding is louder and louder and louder. And you see six dwarven soldiers with their hammers beating in the sides of this tunnel. Everybody else sees out of Flint's mouth come an electric lightning charge as he breathes lightning down this tunnel and the wall visibly cracks. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We are a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Carla Johnson. <laughs> That's me. And playing Flint Firebeard, Tom Laird. C'est moi. And Thea Amastasia. I forgot to say who Carla plays. Carla, who do you play? <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm playing myself this time. No new Laura. Nice. <laughs> I'm Carla nice. as Carla. Uh, Carla as Carla this week. No, I am uh, new Laura Moonbrook. And playing Thea Amastasia is Amy Moore. It is. How's it going, guys? <laughs> I like that. I felt like it's, uh, 
I don't know, like I was waiting for applause or something. Not that I feel like I deserve applause. It's just the way that was like some good hype Russ was doing. Like maybe we were on a basketball yeah, court like and we were being I, called like out. Yeah, like I wanted right. to like, like a lineup for you guys. Totally starting lineup of the All-Star yeah. game. Yeah. 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 We'll put it in post, just a brief applause. Perfect. That'd be a smattering. <laughs> that'd be great. Yep. I wanted to do it for you guys. So just know in my heart, I wanted to applaud. I just thought Russ would get mad about um, how that sounded. Russ, after my intro, can you add the <laughs> amount of applause that would be for a band that has not played their like current single, but something mm-hmm. off the new album that no one knows? <laughs> so it's just like a smattering here and yeah. there. Yeah. So like they did a good job, but that's not the song we came here to see, guys. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. I, I'll try and find that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Really, it will be just me recording myself just to. That sounds great. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Nailed it. Hey, did you hear that we're doing a giveaway on Dungeons and Dragons? What? I did not. I know. It's a real segue man is here. Totally. It was a real natural, <laughs> natural segue. Hey, Russ. Hey, yeah. Tell me, tell me more. What we're doing is we are giving away your choice of one of the Dungeons and Dragons books. My choice? Not your choice. Whoever wins. <laughs> oh. You are excluded in the fine print from winning. Those oh, who I was just going to ask if I was eligible. Those who A, work for Dungeons & Dragons or who are related to someone who works for Dungeons & Dragons. So you are double excluded. Amy. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah okay. Sorry about that. Um, but everybody else who listens to the podcast, all you have to do is be subscribed to Dungeons and Dragons. And they're, the easiest way to prove that fact is just to take a screenshot on your phone or take a picture of your computer that says where you are subscribed and then post it to our social media, either on Facebook and Twitter with the hashtag DumbDragonCast. Now, does that sound too convoluted or is that pretty straightforward? Take a picture. I noticed you left tablets out. Are tablets eligible? Tablets are eligible. <laughs> All right. What about my Motorola? Ooh, good question. Sure. If if that works for you, too. Yeah. What about Zunes? Does anyone still use Zune? If they use Zune, A, applause to them. And B, sure. If you can, if you can, if you can prove it on that. I don't know. How do you be? Do Zunes play podcasts? I have no idea. I think they must, but that's what I was like, man, I really have no idea how that interface used to work. So I think you had to load MP3s to it. I feel like I had one at one point. I also feel like you had one at one point. There was a lot of Avril Lavigne on there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, life was very complicated. Okay. Uh, For a skater boy. Was was Russ a skater boy? (laughs) Russ was not a skater boy. So he said, see you later, boy. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I stepped on a skateboard once and immediately fell off and said, no, no, to skateboards. Going I forward. did the same thing. It's a good call. I decided I was going to be a skateboarder because that was kind of my aesthetic uh, pre Avril Lavigne. Thanks. I'm actually sure. pretty old. And yeah, like stood on it and was like, I can do this. And just like it scooted out from under me and I landed on my butt. And I was like, maybe I can't. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need to be able to do everything. No. I dated a skater boy. Oh, I definitely dated a couple skater boys. He tried to teach me. Didn't work out. Yeah, there's something there's something that I'm missing there. 
I mean, I only tried the once, but there's something didn't click for Dating me. a skater boy or skating? <laughs> yeah. Both, <laughs> only tried it once. Yeah, only okay. tried it All once. Right. Yeah. You know what? Maybe if we reach a certain number of followers, we can get you on a skateboard and do a little video. Russ tries again. Russ versus skateboard. That's fun. Can we sure. do that anyway? Yeah. No, we have to we have to set a goal here. Okay. Now. We gotta connect okay. it somehow um, to what we're doing. What's the skateboard accessibility situation like? Um where you guys are in Korea. Pretty good? You can you can buy anything off a of G market. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Perfect. All right. So that will be it's settled. Uh, we'll- Ten new subscribers. What? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that not what we said? It's an attainable goal. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's true. It's one of those smart goals, right? It's yeah. specific, uh-huh. it's mm-hmm. measurable, it's attainable. All right. If if we get 10 entries. No, let's make it a little higher. Yeah, we can make, let's it, make it a higher. little higher. Okay, so let's shoot for 25. If we get t- at least 25 subscribers, we'll post a video of me attempting to skateboard somewhere in, in Korea. I love it. Now, if I hire out a bunch of bots to <laughs> enter our contest, is that still count? As long as, as long as they stay subscribed post-contest... And still continue to download? Sure, why not? Okay, perfect. Just need those just need those sweet download numbers for the skateboard video. I would like to put one condition on the skateboard thing. Like this is a skateboard, Russ. This isn't a tech deck. What's a tech? Oh, is <laughs> that like the finger one? Yeah, that's like one of those tiny finger skateboards. I, I that was also count. just imagining that where he's just like a video and he's just like whoosh. Totally. Ah, ah, Russ is very smart. Or, he's going to like try and work some angle here. Although Tom's probably right. The angle will be, I'll just delete this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I don't like it, it never happens. Right after, right after we finish talking about the contest, it's gone. Yeah. Into the ether. Yeah. <laughs> we still had it though. We'll know. So all the details are on our uh, on our social media on Facebook and Twitter at Dumb Dragon Cast. So you can just go check that out for the actual contest details. So Dungeons and Dragons. Let's jump right into where we left off. So you guys started to run. Flint and Bort both realized simultaneously that they can shoot lightning from their mouth. The tunnel is collapsing and water is gushing in. Thea, you call to Nulara to pop on this croc. And you guys are water walking or crocodiling away. Um, Nulara, you, as you pass through this gushing underground waterfall, I guess you could call it at this point, you kind of close your eyes as this water surrounds you. And as you come out and you feel the water clear, you open your eyes and you are somewhere else. What row? What, where, where am I? You are standing in the middle of a burning city and you, it's almost like you're, you're in your body, but you're watching yourself. You don't feel in full control of your movements. It's almost like you're watching something that has already happened, but you don't recognize the events or the locations around you. You're in a medium to large sized town that is going up in flames. And as you're trying to look around and see signs on buildings, you want to make a perception check for me? Sure I do. Oh, well, that was not great. Let me see what I get to add to that. Uh, That's a 10. It's not the worst. 
You are trying to look around and see signs or some sort of thing that would tell you where you are, and all you can see is uh, one of the buildings has a sign that just says Sheriff's Office, another says the Brandy Bear Inn, and another in big letters says the Rydiana Panda Hut is coming soon to, but the city has been broken or burned off. You look around and a red dragon swoops overhead and a massive flame explodes a building to your right. You look to the sky and there are three other dragons soaring above. Whatever is happening here, you get the sense that it is important not only to you and your group, but to the dragon cult as well. A call from the end of the street draws your attention and you see Flint and Thea rushing into a burning building. You run towards them, but as you get 20 to 25 feet out from the building, it explodes in a fiery blaze. Large enough to knock you back as one of the dragons swoops straight over the building and over your head. You're knocked to the ground, and as your head hits the dirt, your eyes close, and it's sudden darkness and silence. And you hear a woman's voice in a low and raspy quality. And as she begins to talk, you see five pairs of eyes begin to glow, as you have seen before in the past. And the woman's voice says, You and your friends and family will all die. And as she says that, the five mouths of these five dragons begin to glow in a black, blue, green, red, and white. And she says, Tiamat will rise. And as she says rise, the breath weapons of these five dragons explode and come towards you. And you close your eyes again. It's dark. And you open them and you are back in the tunnel. Water gushing in behind you. Everybody rushing forward. Well, that's scary. Remember those five pairs of eyes that I used to see in my dreams? I think that was before we even started recording the podcast. That's why I'm saying I used to see them in my dreams. It, it was, it was, yeah. Because <laughs> that was a long time Exposition. ago. Exposition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How tenuous of a position are we in, in the tunnel? Like, can I tell my friends what just happened? You guys are currently running. So around you, you have, you were down below the river. So you've gone up a flight of stairs and the water is quickly rising behind you as you as you and all of you look around your surroundings are the water is coming up. Um, it's now again about ankle height. So those that have water walk are on top of the water and Thea and Nulara are on the backs of these two crocodile creatures. Uh, you look behind you and two of the zombies that you had incapacitated look like they have reanimated and are trying to catch their footing as they come up from tunnel below. Torgar and Osric are leading you, would you think, um, as you have last discussed, is towards the um, the town center, the town hall, where the, where you had previously believed um, Thelonious Primsbane to be. So um, it's a little bit, um, you've got to, you, you're not really in a position to stop and, and discuss things at the moment. Mm-hmm. More of a an urgent, let's get out of these tunnels before they flood behind us kind of mood. Okay. So I say, guys, something crazy just happened. I'll tell you about it, you know, when that's possible. Sounds good. Hey, 
the water is filling in at a reasonable pace behind you. It's starting to get a little, uh, little crunched for those that are walking on top of the water. But you get to a point where there is a set of stairs that leads up and Torgar yells behind you and he says that this is where we think Thelonious is. So he leads you up the stairs to a door and you are out of the water at this point. Question. Yep. Can we leave the crocs at the staircase in order to croc block the zombies? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, good strategy, but also good pun. Right? That was real good. Croc block. (laughs) I don't say good pun lightly because it's not humor that I'm into. But I guess when you turn it into a dick joke... I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> so the formula has been yeah, revealed. Yes, mm. like it's it's not that I'm too good for puns. Clearly. You just like them to be more dickish. Uh well I have two. Why don't I leave one at the door? What is your range and uh and stuff? Oh, sorry. You have all the stuff. I have all the books. You didn't give me any of the stuff. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I would shy. just check your range and what you are required to do to keep them maintained. I think Amy should probably win that contest if she can get a book of her own. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right? Uh, so it's concentration, um, range 60 feet. So if you go beyond 60 feet, mm. they disappear. Or they just, they follow you. Yeah. I say if that's the case, we just let them follow us. Yeah. Because otherwise they're just going to disappear. I, they wouldn't, yeah, they, they they wouldn't can, be crock blocking anything. They can crock block while following. They certainly can. Yeah, you can keep them at a distance too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, they'll they'll trail behind us or like yeah, to the sides or whatever. Yeah. Torgar is the first to get to the top of the stairs and he listens to the door and he um he whispers that it it sounds like it's clear. I'm just gonna you guys okay if we just check check the door and Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah check the door. Uh, so he opens it up. He kind of peeks in and gives you guys the okay sign that it looks clear on the inside of this uh, inside of this room. Now, does he give it like the thumbs up, or does he give like the 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 circle with the with the first finger and the thumb, like the okay symbol, or like what what exactly is he flash here? He's 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 flashing the okay sign. So it's the right. circle and the thumb. Yeah, he's not a thumbs up kind of guy. I put my finger in it. You're sure <laughs> filthy. He he's he's like you know you 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 showed the those croc spell that was really cool, but now I'm back to not liking you. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. You I, crossed the line. I yeah. I'm a <laughs> an acquired taste. You guys file into this room, and it is a dimly lit room, but it looks as you get in there, and your eyes kind of quickly adjust. More before that, a smell hits you, like a putrid death smell hits you in this room and you go in and you see body parts from dwarves and from different creatures kind of all throughout this room and it looks like it's a crudely constructed operating room but you look around and you don't see anything that looks like it would be of immediate um danger to you uh, is there a door anywhere that we can see? Mm-hmm. Yep, there is a single single door. There are no windows in this room. So the door you came in, and then one other door. I say we cross through this room as quickly as possible. Yeah, should we, like, I'll maybe do a perception check? I know you just said there was nothing, but I've heard that before. 
as like right. some kind of sure. hand grabs us something. Oh. Wasn't it didn't have great perception. That was a Some sort nine. of demon child shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, starts singing. I don't know. Anything could happen. Uh, that was only a nine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You're looking around just kind of trying to take in what you're seeing here and you see um, the body parts um, or other appendages of what you can tell to be probably dwarves, bugbears, humans, and another beast-like creature that you can't quite pinpoint, but it's got a white fur and large claws. It's some sort of wendigo? Um, it doesn't look, doesn't look like a wendigo. See, his, like, druidness is feeling very sad in this room, and and she... Yeah. walks towards yeah, the door you, on the other side. You and uh, Thea and Nulara pick up a very distinct necromantic feel. Like there is magic going on in this room or has been going on in this room um, and it is it is not a clean or pure magic. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Gross. Sounds great, guys. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get out of here. I like Thea's idea. Let's go through that only door option. It goes out and it opens into a more open kind of, it looks like it's in the basement of this building that you guys have entered into. And it is, looks like kind of a storeroom. Um, but uh, there's a stairway that goes up and rings around the center of this of this circular store area. Do we see anything else that is being stored in this store area? I will roll for perception. Nat 20. Fuck. I know, right? You can, like, see molecules. It's, like, it's so amazing. It just looks like it has been left from when the dwarves were traditionally keeping things down here. There is um, food rations and other pens and papers and that sort of thing, kind of just regular, regular dwarven and human stuff that they would use to run business in the city. Are the stairs the only exit from this place? Yes. And they go up and there are three visible flights that you can get off at. Three doors kind of going up three stories from where you are. Okay. Going up? <laughs> uh yeah yeah i mean this is this seems our only option ostrich do you like three doors you got a recommendation here it's behind door number one this is <laughs> this is your joint well uh the the jail and and that sort of thing are on probably one floor up there the main entrance to the building would be two floors up and then the third floor up is kind of uh, where generally all the the higher ups in the city are. That's where their offices and, and the main council meetings are. So third floor, guys? Well, certainly not the jail, right? Been, been there, done, done that. that. <laughs> <laughs> We've been adventuring together for so long. Such a long time. Uh, Osric says, uh, my, only, uh, my only concern would be 
that from what I've seen, the bulk of the army is kept, you know, kept guard out front. I don't know how many things are going to be on that second floor up there, but we may want to try to, if we can, bar the front entrance so that the bulk of the army can't get back in as we as we make our way through this building. That's a decent suggestion. That sounds that uh good call. Oh hey friends, this is what happened when we were in the water and then I tell them. I mean, I can say it all again, but like literally people just heard you say it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, so we like we died? Yeah, it does not look good, and apparently Tiamat will rise, and like, if there's one thing I don't want to do, it's listen to some B-word in my head say we're all gonna die. Like, we have to put an end to this. I don't know how we do that, but this is not how that ends. I think we gotta go talk to Makoth as soon as we get out of here. I agree. Yeah. Now we're all up to speed. Uh, I, I so, slip her a little bit of like a like a joint in her pocket, and I'm like, just in case you need a. After all this is over, it's a half an edible. Not now, not now, Nular, not now. But I mean, like, maybe it later. was stressful. Yeah. All right, let's block that main entrance. So you guys go up and you pass the. All the doors are closed. What order are you guys going in here? Ostrich and I will lead. Sure. Perfect. I was going to suggest one of them go first because they actually know which direction to head in. True. Also, I like it better when they die. Yes. I'll be at the rear with the two uh, crocodiles in case anything mm-hmm. tries to get at us from behind. Uh, okay. Plus, I don't want to be near the action because I've learned <laughs> lessons. Yes. So I can be second or, I guess, third. And then what's his, what's his butt? <laughs> what's Torgar? His butt? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He likes what's his butt. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's actually Mr. What's its butt to you. Ah, uh, yes. Colonel? I've, does he, he, Commander. Commander. Commander, Commander what's, what's his, his butt? butt? You guys go up past the first door there to the second door. Should we, like, can we blockade that <laughs> other door somehow? Sorry, the bottom door? or Yeah, the- just because there is there is definitely some guards down there. And if we're entering, I guess I just want to, like, close off a possible entrance from people sneaking up behind us. There are crates and other things there. So, yeah, you guys uh, you guys could do that. Yeah, so you guys take, uh, take some time and pile up a few crates, kind of a few deep and high so that if someone were to try and enter through the other side of the door, that it, it would be quite difficult to push through, if not impossible, depending on how many of them there are. And then you start going up these stairs and you pass by the first door. And it sounds like there's nothing going on beyond that. Um, if you take a little time to to have a listen, but you get to the second door there and Flint, if you want to make a perception check there. Okay. As a 15. You listen, and it sounds quiet on the other side of the door there. All right. I will open the door very slowly because I'm sneaky and hunting for wabbits. So you're trying to be stealthy there? Yes. You want to make a stealth check for me? Oh, would I Would I ever like to, Russ? That's a 12. Nope, 13. Sorry, had a plus one bonus. Uh, so you open the door, and there's a bit of a creak to the door, but you go into a room that looks like it's it surrounds this this stairwell going up and you see standing still three creatures and they look like they're about the size two of them look like they're about the size of dwarves and one looks a little bit bigger but it looks like these undead figures have been rebuilt i guess you could say uh, two of the dwarves 
have arms of bugbears. The other one, it looks like it has the torso of a bugbear and the head of what you can now see is a Quagoth, which is an underdark creature. Very similar-esque, kind of a wampa-type creature from Star Wars. And sorry, Russ, did you say it has a head of that? Yes. Body of a bugbear. Okay. Body of a bugbear, head of that. Um, and one of the arms is uh, that of the of the Quagoth, which is the, the okay. white fur that you, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Underdark creature that is the white fur that you can now piece together. That was the other creature that was in the the operation room, I guess you could say. Are we piecing it together? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Carla, I do like puns. No, I, 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 I was <laughs> into it. I like him it. very much. I was into it. Okay. So we got some real Frankenstein shit going on. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. They are standing, you kind of open the door a crack and you can see them, but it doesn't look like they've registered the fact that yeah, you are there. How many? Uh, three from what Flint can see. So you don't know that there are three, but Flint know, knows yeah. that there are three. Uh, are they all closely grouped together? Uh, it looks like they are guarding or standing guard at uh, at a door that you can see. So there are one on either side of the door and then one kind of standing out from the door a little bit. What do you see? I see some really fucked up looking monsters. Like, they've been uh, built from all those body parts we saw downstairs. Thea gets a really, like, disgusted feeling at the unnaturalness of piecing together pieces of different things and has an overwhelming urge to put them out of their misery. Yeah, you as a you as a druid and that you have kind of reconnected with in this book and this the stuff you that went on with you um, in the last episode, um, druids have a severe hatred for the undead. So that that is definitely in line with how you should be feeling right now. Look, guys, I, I know things about my character. No, you're so in tune with Thea. I love it. Uh, don't kill us. It's really coming together. I know it is. <laughs> I think New Laura, in a way, like in a kind of fucked up way, is a little bit relieved because these are just unnatural creatures that we can kill. Instead of, you know, it's been hard for us because we've been fighting these undead soldiers and we're trying not to kill them. And honestly, like, that's a lot harder and it's not working anyway. Like they, we can't, if we don't kill them, we don't take them out. They're still following us. There's this whole army. Like it, it made it feel a little bit helpless because we either have to kill the friends of these people that are helping us or they're going to kill us. So at least like I'm more comfortable in this situation. Like these are grotesque things that should not be alive. Let's fucking kill them. Yeah. That sounds good to me. I feel like there's like almost like an excited crackle of energy among the group to like get our hands dirty in a way where it's not morally and <laughs> to finally kill something like ambiguous. Sure. Like, this is just good, good old-fashioned killing. And as you said, like, this is a mercy to these creatures, like Thea said. Yeah. Like, we are, we are putting things back to the ways of nature. These creatures should not exist. Uh, so I figure we should probably uh, rush them bitches? Yeah. yeah, totally. If we all can, sweet. If we all can't, then, like, I'm happy to let Thea fire off some dope-ass spell from a distance and then 
jump into the fray. We can always let the crocs in first. I got a real good thing to lead this off with. Oh, oh, you do. I forgot oh, you do. That you have okay. magic now. Do it. Well, do it, do I have it. that, but I have something like way back when that I totally forgot I had until I flipped a page over and then saw it. So I'm gonna leave. Russ that. has no idea what you're talking about right now. I'm excited. Uh, so Russ, remember I got those ice frag grenades? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about those the other day. They do a bunch of damage, and if they fail their save, they get rooted to the spot that they're in. Remember those? Oh my gosh! Yeah, we found out about those in episode seven, the lost dice game. Yeah. Right. So that was yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Long time ago. What episode are we on right now? Seventeen. That was ten yeah, episodes so. ago. <laughs> That was just 20 weeks ago. Holy shit. <laughs> to worry yes. about there. Use that, Tom. <laughs> um, so how these work, they've got uh, a 20-foot radius. I've got a 60-foot range with them, so I don't mm-hmm. know how far those guys were away from us, but if I can make out their body parts, probably not more than 60 feet. Yeah, no, you're, they're probably within 20 to 25 feet from the door Perfect. that you're at. You're going to need to calm yourself down, though, because they're going to be able to hear your heavy, excited breathing. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so excited. The door, I'm so like, excited. <laughs> I only ever have, like, stupid throwing axes for ranged attacks, so I am totally down with this. This is exciting. Um, so they have to make a DC 15 dex save in order to pass the fail. Uh, they will take uh, 5d6 piercing damage or half on a save and 2d4 cold. And then, yeah, if they fail that save, they're also rooted to the spot. Sure, and I will give them disadvantage because you're probably just tossing this through the door and they don't know you're there yet. Oh, yeah, it's super secret, like, stealthy shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm giddy. I know, I'm excited, too. This big, dumbass smile on my face. At least there's someone else in the room with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just rocking solo dumbass smiles here. Exactly. (laughs) Just sitting in a room talking to myself. Like I do all day, every day. Woo! It's your life now. That's my life. I'm a weird recluse. All right, so yeah, Russ, I want to, uh, I want to lob uh, one of these uh, ice frag grenades at these motherfuckers. Okay, you make your ranged attack, and then they will make their saves. Excellent. That is an 18. I'm not sure about bonuses for this, so I'm just gonna assume it's. Uh, It would. It would be dex. Oh, okay. Uh, 19, then. So you lob this in there, and as it kind of clinks down, are you, like, looking, or are you going to kind of take a close-the-door type of thing? I'm sneakily watching, but I'm still out of view for them. Okay, so you see that they all look down at this, and they're not really sure what it is, but they're going to... You know what? They are are undead creatures, so you know what? They are... They are just looking at this thing because they wouldn't know what it is or to that they should be moving away from it. So they're just going to they're just going to take your explosions. Ew. That sounds horrible. (laughs) I hear it now. Yeah. (laughs) Phrasing. I'm not going to fix it because I'm not going to edit it out, though. Good for you. Oh, good God. No, you just own that. Yep. Uh, So they are just going to take the full brunt. Of this explosion. Okay. Uh, I have to roll some dice then. You sure do. Five. And six is 11. And four is 15. And another five is 20. Good roll so far. Ooh, 21. I ruined it. Uh, So that's 21 (laughs) uh, piercing damage. And then Mm. on top of that, there is two and five. So seven. Nope. 
five more damage on top of that with cold damage. And they are frozen to the spot. So, and it makes quite a loud explosion, but the two... um, the two creatures that are more dwarf than anything, they explode and they look like they are unconscious, I guess you could say, kind of the same way that the the ones down in the tunnels were. And the more bugbear, quagoth looking one, it is still conscious, um, but it is now frozen in place. I'm pretty sure we do like the slow motion action movie star entrance. Because we're that badass. <laughs> no, yeah, let's go kick its ass and get through the door. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Osric and Flint and Nulara, you rush into the door. Um, but before Thea and Torgar um, get in there, you feel kind of this burning acidic pull on your arm as you look. And your arms are kind of surrounded by this gray ooze that is burning into your skin. <sighs> That's the sound that Thea makes. (laughs) No, wait, aren't you okay? You're still in the hallway. Is it the back people that are attacked or the front people that are attacked? The back people. Back people. So the back people will take seven acid damage. Jeez Louise. Uh, (gasps) 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 Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So let's roll initiative. Thea got 16. 15. Croc got two. That's really fun. I forgot you got to roll initiative for the crocodiles. I know. I'm so excited. It's like I get more turns. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I got a seven. You guys rush into the room. So Osric is first in the order here, and he's going to pick off the Quagoth creature with his crossbow. And murders it? Did he murder it? Well, he shot it through the head with his crossbow. Nice. Well, he's not leaving much for the rest of us. I know. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, but as he okay, as he runs through, and yeah, it's a clean shot through the head with his crossbow of this Quagoth creature. But he is quickly struck from behind by another one of these mostly Quagoth creatures that you did not see looking through the door here. Oh dear! And he is going to take a two claws amount of damage. Nine damage from this creature, and it is now Thea's turn, who has her arm wrapped by a uh, gray ooze. So you and Torgar have this gray ooze that's like, has climbed off the wall and around your arm, and you feel it burning through your arm. Christ. All right. Well, I gotta get this off of me. I guess what I'm gonna try to do is, I'm gonna try to produce flame on it, like, see if the heat will hurt it. Sure. Since it's a flame I create myself, I can't take damage from it, can I? It's my own flame. No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not just lighting myself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a it's like a an amorphous blob that is on the wall. Okay, good. Um, so reaching I can, down and as yeah. now. So I I produce flame onto that son of a bitch. So this is gonna be two D eight. Nine. Nine damage of fire. Fire damage. So it will take uh, four damage. It takes half of my damage? Mm-hmm. It might be resistant to magic. Might be. Or or fire. Maybe it needs to be, like, cold blasted. Cold blasted. <laughs> it's not a Coors Light. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. Like, is that from a is that beer a thing? commercial or something? 
They do those like fr- they have those flash freezers always on cooking shows. Oh, 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 oh yeah, cold there you plastic. go. Just shove it in one of those. You got a nice mm. gelatin salad. Delicious. That's right. Uh, so that is all you are doing. That's all I can do. Well, that's too bad. Um, it is, okay. but I do have two crocodiles <laughs> coming up. So that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, so Flint, you are next in <laughs> the order, and you uh, follow in behind Osric. These things have All like right, two thousand hit points, so that's too bad. Like, yeah, well, it's damage. a real shame. <laughs> nice try. Uh, so Osric got attacked by one of the bugbear things, right? Yeah, you. Yeah, so you fall in behind Osric, and you see him pick off this uh, the quagoth that was frozen in place by your uh, by your ice frag grenade, and he, you then look, and he is struck by two claws of this quagoth bugbear creature, and uh, there are. Three of them, kind of, to the right as you enter this room. So, sorry, one that's dead, two are unconscious, three more totally rare to go. You betcha. Was the attack that uh, Ostrich got hit with an opportunity attack, or was it that thing's turn? It was that thing's turn. Okay, I guess I will, uh, I'll kind of jump in the middle of all three of those. Yep. And uh, attack one of the ones that hasn't had its turn yet. Sure, yeah. And that's a 18 on the damage or on the on the attack roll. Uh 18 will hit. Yeah. Excellent. Uh ooh, 12. And 12 plus 4 is 28 damage. Nice. 28 and that one is uh that's enough to kill that one. Where do you where do you nice. hit that one? Ooh, that's a fun one. I'm going to uh as I kind of rush into the group of them, I uh swing my axe with both hands into its like rib cage and uh just really get it all good in there. You rush in behind and with this swing you cleave into its rib cage and it actually goes through its rib cage and this one falls to the ground in now two pieces. Excellent. Hello, my friends and fellow adventurers. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Thank you for joining us on the journey for episode 17 of Dungeons & Dragons, titled A Whole Bunch of Yuck. Apparently the adventurers don't like necromantic and zombie practices. Who knew? We're really happy that you're continuing this journey with us. Please keep those ratings, reviews, and social media comments coming in. Uh, Without you spreading the show through word of mouth, it makes it that much more difficult for us to get it out there. So tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, or strike up a conversation with a person in the elevator about us. It won't seem weird at all, I promise. Join us on social media. All the links are found at dumbdragons.com, or you can jump on over to Twitter and follow us at dumbdragoncast. I'm on there pretty much all the time, so you can come say hi. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash dumbdragonpodcast, and you can also send us an email to dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. There you can send us your thoughts and suggestions for the show. Dungeons & Dragons now also has merchandise available, from stickers to coffee mugs to notebooks and more. Find the link in the description to our Redbubble page, where you can get hooked up with the sweetest Dumb Dragon swag. Sweetest! I'm telling you. The next part in our adventure and should be just about wrapping up this little arc we got going on here very soon, maybe one or two more episodes, Um, but it will be available July 26th with episode 18. Let's jump back to the episode and into the yuck. Yeah, I heard it. Yuck. Yeah, I know. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Happy adventuring. And now I look at the other, uh, Quagoth 
thing that hasn't had its turn yet, and I go, now it's your turn for some. I was a 16 on that attack roll. 16 will be enough. Uh, six. And six is 12, and four is 16. At least I'm consistent. Uh, your second swing uh, strikes this other one, um, but it is still up. And now it is the ooze's turn on Thea and Torgar there. And it is making its way kind of up your arm and up Torgar's arm. And it has climbed onto like Torgar's armor and your armor. And it, Torgar's armor, you see that it is beginning to corrode (gasps) his armor, but your armor, it's just climbing up onto. Um, as you recall, um, there's something magical about your armor that you don't know what it is yet. Um, but it is going to, you are each going to take acid damage. You are going to take four acid damage and Torgar is going to take three acid damage. Like they're just having a really bad trip. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's not looking good for them. And it is now new Lara's turn. Okay. I'm going to attack. The undead Quagoth thing. There's two, right, that are still kicking? Yeah. Okay, well, I will attack one of them. DM's choice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's 26. Yep, that'll hit. Also, this probably goes without saying, but I did pull out my sword and say, Muy Caliente, so it's on fire. Of course. So that is a 19 damage. You rush in and you see all of these things being hacked up around you and you go to the one that isn't being attacked by Flint there and you strike into it and it's a little bit uh, meatier than the other ones and it takes that 19 damage and it doesn't shrug it off but it doesn't look like it's it's uh, it's affected it too much. Great. I'll attack it again then. Sure. Uh, that is a 27. Uh, just figuring out how this 10-sided die works. Okay, because <laughs> uh, it's the one with the well, there's, there's ten sides, and <laughs> but it's like there's zero zero and then one it's zero. It's the percentage dice. Yeah, 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 exactly. So zero zero is ten, it's though, 10. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to like look. I had to pick it up and look at it, make sure I wasn't <laughs> crazy. Uh, 16, 17 plus two, nineteen damage on that second attack. Okay. You're on fire. Uh, where do you? Where do you? No, aim her sword's to, on fire. Where are you aiming to hit this creature? Oh, I'm definitely chopping heads off because, like, these things are just like reanimating, right? Like the ones that we yep. incapacitated down below just got back up. So at least this way, if he's walking around, he at least can't see where he's going, even if he gets reanimated. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. So your swing uh, isn't enough to quite kill it, but yeah, you cleave off kind of the side and top portion of its skull. Oh my god, Nulara scalping things. Yeah. Amazing. Um, uh, well, Donnie wants to try and finish him then. Sure. He got a 12. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> mm, well, uh, same, yeah, same on 12 is not quite enough. Which brings us to Torgar's turn, and he is going to swing his hammer at this ooze. Um, and he gets uh, two. Uh, he gets a. He gets a lot. He gets four attacks with his. With Holy his hammer. shit! Wow. So his first attack, he's going to swing. To his first swing is going to miss, so he's caught Ooh, a little off guard. Second swing will hit, and it's going to take two d eight damage off of that plus two. 
So that is 12 damage. And he's going to swing again because it still looks like it's moving there. And that is enough. Um, and that is enough to, to kill it. So he kills the ooze that's on it. And with his fourth swing, he's going to swing also towards... Buddy Thea. He's going to swing towards <laughs> the ooze that's on Thea. Thanks, um, and that will be... Uh, Another eight damage to that one. It kind of retracts a little bit from your arm, mm. but it is, uh, it's still there. Okay. Now it is those that are in the room there. So Nulara and Flint and Osric, you hear kind of like the ice, this fragment grenade kind of cracking and you turn and you see that the dwarves are have reanimated and they are trying to get free from this ice. One of them manages to break free, the other does not. And now it is the Croc's turn. Well, since they are reanimating and whatnot, I'm going to send the Crocs over to those two dwarves. And we're just gonna do like a chomp and a chomp. And one's down, right? So does it have disadvantage since well, it hasn't? There's one dead, but there are two more mostly dwarf zombies over there. So there's one that's frozen in place, um, and then one that is standing and able to fight free of the ice. Is he completely covered in ice? No, it's like it explodes, and then there's like ice that like, just like up the legs yeah. and like okay, uh, so he can't move. All right. Well, I'll I'll just have the crocodiles just attack both. Sure. Let's do this. Do I have to roll? Oh, shit. I roll separately for each one? Yes. Well, first croc gets a plus eight to bite the guy who's frozen. And you get it. Or not plus eight. He gets eight. Uh, well, you get advantage because he's frozen. Okay. And advantage is... Roll your d20. Roll again. Oh. Oh. It's a seven. <laughs> plus plus, plus four. Eleven. Well, that's much better. That is not quite enough. Ah, oh, boom. Damn, not enough. Yeah. Okay, second croc tries. Twelve plus four. There we go. Sixteen. Sixteen is good. Yeah. All right. So he's going to. He's going for the frozen one or the not frozen one. The not frozen one. Okay. Five. Five damage. Okay. Uh, and until this grapple ends, the target is restrained and uh, the croc is engaged. Sure. So can't attack anybody else. Yep. Back to Osric, and he's going to strike at the Quagoth zombie, kind of push back and take a step back and fire his crossbow. First hit is a critical miss. So he's super taken aback by the sneaky zombie that snuck up on him. Uh, but the second one will hit for five damage. And then it is the Quagoth on Flint's turn. And he's going to strike with his claws and that will be a 18. Yeah, that hits. So first claws in 18, second claws a seven. So you get one claws worth of damage for two slashing damage. Okay. The other Quagoth uh, was attacked by Nulara. He is going to go and attack Nulara for 20 not critical on the first claw. Okay. And 14 not critical on the second claw. I think that one misses. Wait, 14s aren't critical? Or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14. 14 does not hit. 14. But the first okay. one did. So Sorry, Russ, be, couldn't resist. That's okay. I understand. Uh, that is uh, six slashing damage to you, Nulara. And then it is Thea's turn. All right. Well, Thea is going to take her scimitar and slash at this gross goop on her arm. Gwyneth Paltrow? 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Someone's got to take her down. Woo, seven. And that is enough to kill that ooze. Oh, shoot. I I should have rolled to see if I oh, actually yeah. hit it first. That might have been a good idea. <sighs> Never mind. That was literally the best... Oh, that was the best damage attack. roll yeah. I have ever rolled because I rolled a six, but got plus one. So I actually got seven from rolling a, a six-sided die. And then for my attack roll, I rolled a one. Oh, so, Did I cut my own arm off? Did I? <laughs> <laughs> and Nular remembers back to the, the image she had, and Thea was missing an arm. Shut so. up. <laughs> Uh, no, you don't cut your arm off, but it is a clumsy swing um, as you try and unsheathe your scimitar and uh, and attack this ooze. And it is Flint's turn now. Flint, around you, there are two, uh, well, the one Quagoth that you are fighting, one that Nulara is fighting, and then there are the two dwarf zombies that are, one is encased in ice and the other is encased in a crocodile's mouth. Solid. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I will uh, take a swing at the uh, Quagoth that is attacking me. Sure. And I will try and take him down and or cut him in half. <laughs> Whichever works. 22. 22 will be good. It's uh, a two damage, so I get to roll that again. 12. Excellent. Oop. Off the table. And six is 18, and four is 22 damage on that first attack. How do you kill this uh, this Quagoth zombie undead guy? I bring my axe straight up over my head and down through his head, cleaving it in twain. Yeah, it uh, it explodes in a gory mess. Um, and the head is not recognizable as a head anymore. And it's a, yeah, it's just yucky. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All about that yuck. Yeah, and it is uh, it is dead. Excellent. And now, uh, am I close enough to the second Quagoth to uh, take a swing at it as well? You betcha, yeah. The one that uh, uh, Nulara scalped, you betcha. Yes. Uh, that's an 18. Uh, 4. And 8 is 12, and 4 is 16. That will be enough to also kill that one. I must. Uh, where do you hit that one? That one, I uh, as I spin away from my first attack... I plant my axe deep into its back because it's facing away from me in my head, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just uh, it just takes it like a champ. <laughs> sure does. Smiles a little bit too. Says, "Yep, this little is bit. what I needed yep. today." I had this coming. Yeah, I deserve right. this hundred uh, percent. That one is also dead. The gray ooze on Thea. It's its turn. Hmm. And murders her. Yeah. God damn it's it. It's a 22, not critical. Ooh, I was just kidding. You will take four acid damage. I've been rolling this wrong. You should have been taking more damage. But that's that's all right. That seems like a you problem. Yep, definitely <laughs> wrong. It's all right. Um, and then it's Nulara's turn. Sweet. Okay, so I've got an ooze on Thea and then the dwarf in a croc, and then a frozen dwarf. And yeah, yeah you, you probably can't really see Thea, because her and Torgar haven't really come oh, in. Oh, they're still kind of in the back. Okay. Yeah. You're probably like, why aren't you guys in here helping? Like, we're like <laughs> making out in the hallway. No big deal. You guys <laughs> it's got It's what this. we assume. Okay, then I am going to attack the dwarf not currently being attacked by a crocodile. Uh, that is a 22. Yeah, that'll be good. I was going to say you have advantage because he's still frozen, but that will certainly... <laughs> uh, 
15 damage. And that is enough to kill that one. Where do you hit that one? I'm just chopping heads off. Just yeah, like my totally. Whole thing now. Just making sure. Just making yeah. sure. Yeah, just uh, chopping heads off. Uh, so I have another attack. What's happening with the croc? Is it like rolling with it? Or does it just chomped on its leg? It's just chomped on its leg or its arm probably. It's just restrained, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and they... Uh, I think I remember from last time. Like, they just won't attack us, right? Right. The crocs. Okay, perfect. So I can still try and chop off the other guy's head. My oh, next for attack. sure. Tons of room up there for head chopping. Yeah, you can. I won't because I rolled a 12. So that won't happen. Uh, but maybe Donnie will give him a chomp or something. Sure. Let's see what he... No, Donnie does not give him a chomp. Donnie got an 8. <laughs> Well, so I, mean, I guess, guess like he thought I'm about done. it. Yeah. Then it is uh, Torgar's turn, and he's going to try and help you out, Thea, here by swinging at the gray ooze again. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's plenty to hit it, uh, and it will take enough damage to kill it. Yep. Nice. Uh, so I've, set, I've done nothing this turn, you guys. So you are free from the gray ooze, and Torgar rushes into the room. Um, and kind of surveys the scene for a second and runs towards the one in the crocodile's mouth, mm -hmm. swings at it, uh, misses on his second attack, hits and connects with his third attack, and that is enough to kill him as well. So he comes in and uh, crushes the skull of the one in the croc's mouth. And that should be... That's all of them. I saw him turn to the room. Ooh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> nice of you to drop in. There was... Uh, there was yuck on my arm. I don't... I can't... Say no more. <laughs> yuck arm is the worst. Sorry, you guys. As you guys are kind of surveying the scene, you hear movement from the bugbear quagoth that flint cut in half at the ribs and it starts to crawl and look up at you and through a voice that doesn't sound like it belongs to a bugbear quagoth says welcome back i've been missing you guys how do you get out of my dungeon so easily ugh we'll tell you in a minute i uh like i motion for one of my crocodiles and it goes and bites its head <laughs> And his head explodes. Osric and Torgar. I hate that guy. <laughs> Osric and Torgar are like, yeah, so, well, Osric knows, but Torgar's like, so is that the guy who's doing things? Good, good, good. Um, we should probably bar that front door. Um, and he and Osric kind of look through the door that was being guarded by the dwarves to them and to you guys, it looks clear to the front entrance to um, this town hall. You guys run out. Torgard kind of opens it a little bit just to see who's out there. Um, and there is a sea of undead, mangled creatures marching on the building. And he closes the door and says, uh, uh, pass me, pass me that, pass me that pole. We gotta, we gotta close this door. As a loud bang comes from the other side as these creatures throw themselves at the door. I latch the one deadbolt and put the chain in the little slot <laughs> and we're good to go.
Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Torgar is the first to get to the top of the stairs and he listens to the door. Does he scream, I win? He screams, first. Because he's an internet commenter in 2010. I was going to say, he's commenting on a YouTube video? Yeah. (laughs) Russ really decided, like, hey, you know what this campaign needs? Like, a lot more gross shit. Yeah. (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Jesters of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5e, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified. Del Borovic is baffled. Guy Bradford is bewildered. Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual. And me, Ryan LaPlante, the DM, I'm the only person who knows what's going on. We're live on Twitch May 31st at 8.30 p.m. EST. And every Friday after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah, don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft thing. They really know nothing.